All right, everyone. Before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Competing with friends in fantasy doesn't stop at the final whistle. And on Champions Round, you can take your fantasy game to the next level since they are the micro-fantasy sports platform. Champions Round is the only round-based fantasy sports game with four to six week long fantasy competitions. So they break up the season into small chunks, giving you more chances to draft the perfect team and of course, to win. You can do your mock drafts, play PPR, play with friends, with family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app right now and use code DQ when you download. This is very important. It's very important. Use code DQ when you download because if you do, you get $22 free. And that's $22 like the king, Derrick Henry. Download the Champions Round app on the App Store or Google Play Store to play today. All right. And now let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, and uh, this is definitively the first Friday episode of the new year. Michelle, welcome to your show. How are you feeling on this wrap-up of all things fantasy football for the 2021 to 2022 season? Oh, gosh. The time is finally here. We are at week 18. Yes, I said it. 18. 18. More football has been played this year than ever before, which also means more stress has been inflicted on my life during these weeks of fantasy football. I can sort of happily say, this is weird. It's so bittersweet. I can happily say our inaugural Draft Queens season has come to an end, which is sad, but I'm also happy because fantasy football brings me a lot of stress. So, yeah. Our, and to be clear, our inaugural Draft Queens fantasy football season, this mm-hmm. show season will continue all year. So, exactly. Stay tuned. But fantasy is now over, and uh, it was a riveting one. Do you want to give a recap for what the hell happened in our fantasy league this year? I mean, I think the quick recap, in my opinion, is, uh, well, for me personally, I started off real hot, and then my team fell apart, mainly because of Derrick Henry going down with an injury. Um, I finished the season at 7-7 and in sixth place, which feels respectable, although I should have done better. I'm not happy with it. It was a really rough second half of the season for me, Mm. and it was very stressful, hence my bittersweet of like, I'm happy it's over because the stress was so high, but also I already kind of miss it. Do you know what they would say in second grade? (laughs) No, what? I feel like this was a thing that I learned in elementary school. Don't cry because it's over, Michelle. Smile because it happened. Wow, that was what you were saying in second grade? When you said don't cry, I thought you were going to say like overspilled milk. That's much more of a second grade kind of... Oh, yeah, that too. No, I'm just thinking like (laughs) those little stupid mantras that you would get like on a little coat. Maybe this is just me. I had like a little thing on my bedside that was like, don't. No, I think don't cry. I think that's a great. I think it's a great way to look at it. Like that's where I'm at. I'm I feel okay about finishing six 
in sixth place. I think I could have done a lot better. It caused me a lot of stress in the, the last few weeks there. But you're right. I'm smiling because we did have our first ever Draft Queens Fantasy League. And that makes me happy. How about you, though? You How about you, though? You had a good, you had a better second half of the season. Just slightly. I still feel like I probably should have clinched third place in our league. I did not. It's still Oof. very fresh in my mind because I lost to a family member of mine who will remain yeah. unnamed because that's never that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life until until next year. Yes, until true, next year. True. Um I finished 4th in our league at 8 and 6 and my points for were 15-27 which um is pretty mediocre. I I feel okay about it. I feel like I should have come in third, and I feel like someone in our top four should not have been where they are. But it's it's fantasy, baby. It's all timing. Where it goes? Yeah, it's all timing. It's all luck. It's all right place, right time. So, no disrespect, but fourth place. That's where I'm sitting. Hey, it's our first one. There'll be more. We've learned a lot as commissioners for the first time. We're definitely going to change some stuff up next year to make it a little more interesting and keep it competitive. And, you know, look, this was our first foray kind of running our own. I'm glad we did it. I'm stoked to do it again next year. And uh, while we may be finished Mm -hmm. with our fantasy league, uh, there's many people uh, that are into the championships in week 18. Bless you. That is so stressful. Um, So... I think like for today's episode, we're obviously going to go through our start sits like we normally would, especially for our friends that are in the uh, the championships this week. However, there's also a lot of playoff scenarios and implications happening. I think for week 18, this actually makes it even more challenging yeah. probably for fantasy owners because who's clinched, who's playing for first place, who's not playing for anything and might sit some of their starters. There's a lot of stuff that you need to be aware of in week 18 if you're in your championships. The other end of the coin, because clearly I'm a delinquent and I can't get enough of this shit, is uh, there's DFS and everybody's, you know, now you have the ability to get in there, make some weekly teams. So uh, we're definitely going to run through stardom, sit If you're in your championships, Uh, And playoffs, you know, weeks, congratulations, definitely take this into your championship games. If you're not in a fantasy season anymore, but you want to make uh, some DFS teams this week, same rules apply for this stardom sit em. We'll uh, we'll look at some of the values of these guys and uh, let you know who's who's good value. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, I can't believe that people are still playing fantasy at this point because I have endured so much stress that I think that my (sighs) hair has turned gray. But oh, finally, welcome to the club, yeah, girl. I have like a couple of them. I've got a couple yeah. and, you know, I love them each equally like my children. <laughs> Their names are like TJ Hawkinson. That's and right. yes, every <laughs> every gray hair is named after a fallen soldier. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good week, 18. I wish we were playing. Um, OK, but, but bef- before we get into yeah. playoffs and stardom, sit them. Yeah. It's been a while since we didn't done one of these Friday episodes, so I'm sure between the last time and this time you have a lot of things, but as we know, you can only narrow it to one, so I just was curious what your just one thing is for this week. Okay, just one thing for those of you listening for the first time, welcome to the show, because it's the new year <laughs> and I feel like I have to kick it off with what just one thing is. Just one thing is where I get to wax poetic about one thing, one thing, 
Because Kate has a lot of things to say, so we have to limit her during this segment yeah. to just one. One thing that is tangential to football. Um, this one thing is the best oh thing. Michelle, this is the best thing that I have had. Like, this trumps all of 2021. Oh, my God. It's just okay. one thing. I'm very excited because most of your things really just make me laugh. So I can't wait to see what this is all about. Well, you don't know what this just one thing is. I know. So please tell me. I'm dying. Do you have any guesses? No, I don't want to guess. You know, I don't like making guesses. I just want you to tell me. Okay. The just one thing is Derrick Henry is back this week. So let's fucking go. We're going to run not only the AFC South, but could be our year. I think it's our year. Wow. You know, what's really funny is, so at the beginning of this, first of all, welcome back to the king. Amen. God bless. I missed you. I wish you came back a few weeks ago. (laughs) I missed him Uh, too for different reasons, uh, but I love you and I missed you, man. But you guys fared fairly well. And, you know, I, I did have a thought the other day of like back way before the season started, I put a bet in that. Uh, I thought the Bills would win the Super Bowl. Clearly, they're going to make a run at it, so we'll see if that happens. But once I saw where the the Titans netted out, and now that King Henry is back, I like sort of am of the mindset that they're going to make a pretty good run once he's back in. This is all... Okay, so I have something to say that goes off of this just one thing. (laughs) All right, I was going to say, I'm going to have to cap you at this one. Okay, so I was at work... We have a very competitive thing that we do at the end of the year. It's like a holiday party type thing. And we all are remote, right? So we have to make do. Like you want to play games with your coworkers and celebrate the end of the year. So at the very end of December, um, we did something that was, it was just like a company-wide game. And so as part of this game, we had to delineate like oh god that's gonna be really hard to explain we basically yeah um we basically had to place bets on what we thought was going to happen for the new year like what's the best thing that could happen to you and the best thing that could happen to me would be derrick henry coming back for the playoffs and oh I God. I announced this to all of my colleagues and coworkers. Oh man, I can only imagine what they think about you. Your poor boyfriend, if this is the best thing. Yeah. This is the best thing that could happen to you in 2022. This is. This was my resolution is <laughs> is Derek Henry comes back for the new season. And I don't care who knows it. Derek Henry <laughs> is the best thing in my life and I can't wait until Well, I feel like if you manifested it could happen. Hey, you know what? That's Everyone, that just shows you Kate's true devotion to football and the Tennessee Titans right there. Thank you. That's my just yep. one thing. I very much look forward to it. We'll see what happens. So that is actually a great segue because I briefly just want to make sure everyone is aware of some of the uh, like sort of playoff clinching scenarios and implications for Week 18 oh, because yeah. – Believe it or not, there's a lot of there's I was reading through this earlier today and there's a lot of shit on the line and and the teams are this stuff's coming down to the wire, yeah. right? Like um and so speaking of your Tennessee Titans, one of the things at stake um this week is that Tennessee can clinch the AFC number 1 seed and a first round bye with home field advantage if they win this week. Now, right. I'm not going to go into the ors because it's like it gets out of control who ties and no, who's... No, don't. Okay. I, people go read this online. It's there and available to you. But like the moral of the story is like the Titans are 11 and 5. 
They've they've clinched clinched the AFC South division title, but there's more at stake for them on 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 this weekend for this weekend's game. So especially if Derrick Henry's coming back, like I would think they're playing, you know, guns blazing all the way till the end here. Number one seed, home field advantage, all that shit. Like I'm I'm playing pretty hard for that. I would too. And first round bye, first round bye, a, a week to rest. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but I think given the situation, one more week for D. Henny to kind of get into full form, I think it's good. Who else? You want to know? Yeah. You want to know the even better thing? They're playing Houston, so y'all are lucky. Um, you say that, okay. but then AFC's I know, out. I know, I know, I know. But okay, so um, didn't the Titans lose to Houston earlier this year? I am ninety percent sure it's either the Colts Jeez. or the or the or the Houston or the Texans every time. Well, they've only they okay. All right. Anyway, so lots on the line for Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for ten, for Tennessee this week. Mm-hmm. Um, other things to note here: um, the Pittsburgh Steelers could clinch a playoff berth with a win. That's crazy. I really feel like they've been terrible this season. They're eight and eight, but. They could get it. They could get it. They also need a lot of other things to happen. It's a win plus an indie loss plus some other stuff. So that one's a little bit more complicated, but we'll talk about Pittsburgh a little bit later. Um, New England has had an insane season. I never saw this coming. Holy mackerel. Um, they could clinch a playoff berth this week. They've got to win. They need bu- they need Buffalo to lose. They need Tennessee to lose. It's crazy when you read all these things, but it's I'm going through this for the reason of saying for folks in their championships, pay attention to this cuz it's going to help you field the team that's out there. I mean, obviously they're always trying to win. I'm not suggesting teams aren't trying to win, but if you're the Patriots and there's a potential playoff seed on the line like you're going all out this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it sounds like there there are a couple teams who are in the same boat, right? It's like yeah, the Chargers, if they win or tie, they're in. If the Raiders win, they're in. If right. the Colts win or tie, they're in. Like there's a lot Buffalo of I mean, wins, they're in. It's crazy. So there's definitely a lot on the line this week. Um, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the uh, Titans, Bills, and Patriots, or sorry, the Bengals, Chiefs, and Titans have all clinched their division title. The Bills and the Patriots have clinched playoff bursts, but there's more at stake there. Mm-hmm. Um, on the NFC side, the Packers have clinched everything. The title, uh, number one seed, first round bye, and home field advantage. Um, the Cowboys, who we kind of, you know what? We should we should look back at our notes and see where, we'll do that next week on Drafts on Drafts. Mm-hmm. We got to see where our predictions came through here. Um, but the Cowboys have clinched division title in NFC East. Uh, the Bucks, after a wild game versus the Jets last week, um, so wild for many reasons. Um, I can't even right now. They, they clinched, yeah, the NFC South division title. Uh, it, they're... Arizona is still, you know, looking for uh, a division title. So are the Rams. The Saints could potentially get into the playoffs. The 49ers could still potentially get into the playoffs. This is all to say, do a little extra research this week to know what's on the line for the teams that you've got guys on because there's a there's a lot more at stake from just winning a game um, this week. It makes me think that, so for the folks who are listening who – 
there's a bifurcation of people listening, I would assume, right now. There are those of you who are not playing fantasy football but care about football. And there are those of you who are playing fantasy football and care about fantasy football. So I think we're about to get into a segment that is our normal segment. It's week 18, Stardom Sit'em. And with that being said, like we still have a lot of playoff coverage coming up. So stay tuned, not just to this episode, but also this coming Wednesday, January 12th. Like we've got a whole breakdown of playoff picture and what is going to happen this next weekend. Stay with us. With that being said, Michelle, I think we should get into week 18, stardom, sit up. We're back. Week 18, stardom, sit em. As presented by our wonderful sponsors, as always, Champions Round. Your one-stop shop to go uh, bet on some teams. Go enjoy it. Um, We're going to make some bets on some teams and players. So as usual, let's start with our starts, as we do. Running backs. They have been all over the board, Michelle. I feel very, very, I feel very good about some and really very bad about others. Now, I can tell you that I have been waiting all season for Chase Edmonds to come back. And with James Conner out, I am fucking thrilled for Chase Edmonds this week. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think he's been a stud. I think Arizona, as we mentioned in, you know, the segment earlier, you know, Arizona is is definitely playing for the title this week. Um, They need... Uh, this win and they're playing Seattle. So that does work, you know, to their advantage. Their defense hasn't been as good as normal. Um, And Chase Edmonds has been a stud over the last couple of weeks. So um, I love that play uh, from a fantasy perspective. I also like that play um, from a DFS perspective. He's uh, yeah, he's been, he's been really strong. He is the guy there. Um, And I like the matchup against Seattle. I love the (laughs) I love a Seattle defense. Sorry. <laughs> now I know, right? Whoever thought that you would say that, like the Legion of Boom lives no more. But I do like uh, I do like Chase Edmonds. Keep an eye just to make sure James Conner is indeed out this week. Um, a couple other plays. We've talked about this a lot uh, about how Buffalo really needed to decide who their guy was in mm-hmm. the back in the backfield. It seems like that guy is now finally um, Singletary. Um, Buffalo needs a win this week. Uh, they want to close out and and have that top spot in their division. Um, and so he's been the guy. So I, I really like Singletary. Um, as I always say, spoiler alert, I'm also going to love Josh Allen this week um, because I think Buffalo is is really going to, you know, come out looking to take this division title. And one of the many ways that they can do that is, you know, securing a win this week. It would be a huge disappointment if – as usual, these episodes usually usually follow a team that is in a mismatch. In a mismatch. So for the Buffalo Bills, that is the Jets. Obviously, gonna be I, gonna hopefully be an easy one. But the only thing well, that ever holds me back is this past weekend against the Bucks. Like that was pretty messy. Look, I think Buffalo will win that game. I, I think the current spread is like 16 and a half or something crazy. I don't think that they'll cover that spread. Yeah. 
But from a fantasy perspective and even from a DFS perspective, I think Singletary is a strong play. And, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more in QBs, but I think Josh Allen is, is a good play as well. Um, Rashad Penny, you know, like has we were, really, We were really... just knocking on the Seahawks. I think we can yeah. knock right back at the Cardinals. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Yeah, the, the Cardinals D is not as strong as they were at the beginning of the season. Um, I know that the Seattle Seahawks have definitely not had the season that they had hoped for with the Russell Wilson injury and then him just getting, you know, it just was really hard for him to get back in the mix of things. They obviously showed some signs of life, life last week, but it's it's a little bit too late. That said, I still think Rashad Penny has a good game here. Maybe you lean on him more in a DFS than you do in your fantasy championships. So there's sort of the, the the delineating thing where we're talking about today. Like, do I want him as my starting running back in a championship? Uh, debatable, depending on who else I have in my fantasy team. But if you're talking DFS and putting together, you know, a solid week uh, for daily, he could be a good pickup. He was a stud last week. And yeah, I mean... Arizona D is not as great as they were at the beginning of the season. So, like, for anyone out there who's wondering what DFS is, um, Daily Fantasy Sports is the acronym that we're referring to. And anytime we say daily, like, that's what DFS is. So, yes, totally understand and agree. But just for edification, there we go. Exactly. Um, speaking of DFS and really good value, last week, Boston Scott was the lead back for Philadelphia. He scored, I believe, two touchdowns. He was a beast. Awesome DFS pick. Uh, he is now injured, so Kenneth Gainwell is the only healthy back. Oh, I love uh, that. For Philadelphia, take a look at it. Might be at good value. And when I, to Kate's point, when we talk about value for DFS, you actually have to buy your players and buy your roster. Um, you have a limited amount of money that you can spend. Um, and so this could be a good value play where you might get them for cheap, but there's some good upside. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I like talking about DFS. I feel like I can get a little bit, you know, crazy oh, with the betting. Let's go. I love I love it, love it, love it. It's it, it kind of keeps you it keeps you in it even if your uh if your fantasy season um is over. Speaking of seasons and and potentially being over, uh going into quarterbacks, um believe it or not, the Saints have put up quite the season considering all the different things that they have had to deal with over there. Yes. Like, a lot of different issues, a lot of different quarterbacks, a lot of different injuries. They are currently sitting at 8-8. Eight and eight. They play the Falcons, who we all know have no implications for the playoffs. They are not going um, and have been pretty much like a team that everybody kind of steamrolls over. Well, can, we, can we take – I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can we just take one second to appreciate uh, Cordero? I know it's Cordero, but I always say Cordero. Yeah. Cordero Patterson. Can we just take sure. one second to pour out like a big drink? He was, we posted on socials this week about like our favorite superlatives for the 2021 season. Cordero Patterson, biggest, my favorite of the season. My favorite. Like come, like comeback basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but ATL yes. is useless. Yes, we can pour one out for him. Um, uh, however, uh, he is on my sit list for this week. I just think, here, here's what I'm going to say. New Orleans has made wine from water this season. Absolutely, They could potentially clinch a playoff berth if they win and San Francisco loses. San Francisco is playing the Rams. 
arguably the Rams is a better team than uh, the Rams are a better team than the 49ers. So the 49ers might lose, in which case the Saints are almost in a win and in situation. So playing against Atlanta with a playoff berth on the line, I think you go all in on Taysom Hill this week for sure. You, that guy you has heart. To. He has heart. He's going to he's gonna go all out to get this team in the playoffs that I don't think anyone saw this team making the playoffs uh, at the beginning I of the totally, season. I agree, Michelle. It's like we do a show together for four years <laughs> in a row. It's like this is our fourth season of the show. Yes, I uh. <laughs> I totally agree. Totally, totally, totally agree. Uh, I just wanted to shout out Cordero Patterson because he hasn't gotten much love on this show, but he had a really great season, and I think that season is over. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you are, you're right. Um, here's an interesting one. I am not a big fan of this team or this player, but... <sighs> I can tell you who it is. There's only I mean, a couple people yeah, who you don't like. I'm not. I'm just not a big fan, but... It's going to be Big Ben's last season. We saw the emotional, you know, sort of situation that happened um, <clears throat> last week in their win at Pittsburgh, you know, in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a bunch of things that were saying that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. I don't know how you consider, you know, eight, seven, and one not a losing season. That feels like a losing season to me, like a tie. But anyway. Um, Semantics. It's Big Ben's, you know, last push here. They do have some playoff implications here. They definitely need a win, but they also need a myriad of other things to happen, which may or may not happen. They're playing against Baltimore. Um, And so, look, like, he's going to fight till the end. And so Big Ben just could be a really interesting play this week. You know, the Baltimore defense hasn't really stood up great lately. They're also playing, you know, and have a lot on the line. But, I, you know, I don't think Big Ben's going to go down, you know, without a fight, especially knowing this is going to be sort of the end of the road for him. Whatever it is, is his swan song. You know, like, he's going out right. with a bang. Hopefully he does, like, his quintessential Big Ben throw down the field. You know, like, Hail Mary every throw. We'll see. <laughs> uh, could pay off for him, but I think the person it'll probably pay off more for, who we talked about this team already, um, Josh Allen. I think it's just oh, yeah. it's a great mismatch this week. I really hope that the Bills can pull it together because the season has been like slightly lackluster, but against the Jets, I think yeah. Josh Allen will have a good week this week. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. I, I definitely agree. And, you know, that leads me to my next point of Josh Allen is a stud. If you're in the championships, you're playing your studs. So obviously what we're running through right now is if you're in need of, you know, some some backups or flexes or you're talking DFS and good value, but the obvious statement is, if you're in the championships, you're playing your studs, i.e. Josh Allen. I Should we talk about another stud? Sure. Probably, possibly the biggest stud in the league right now. And yeah. that is the wide receiver for the Rams, Cooper Cup. Yeah. It, this is, this is a, an obvious start. And also, oh, yeah. this is going to be a very big week for Cooper Cup against the Niners. Obviously, it's a West Coast rivalry, among other things. Um, I think he's got a big record to break. He does. So, as you mentioned, the the Rams um, are looking to clinch the NFC West division. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup has been by far and away the best wide receiver in the league and especially from fantasy perspective this year. 
He needs 136 yards to break Calvin Johnson's single season record for receiving yards. So if you don't think Matt Stafford is looking Cooper Cup's way even more than he normally does, you crazy because he <laughs> wants to help Cooper Cup break that break that record for sure. Here's the thing I'll say. In your championships, if you have Cooper Cup, you're obviously playing him. In DFS, if you want Cooper Cup this week, you're probably not the only person. So remember that. A lot of rosters will have him. And I almost can guarantee that he will be like the most expensive player to to buy in on. So you're going to have to, if you want him and you want to go all in there, you're going to have to save some money on some of your other players. But Kate, yes, he's been a stud. You're absolutely playing him. What an incredible season. I think it'd be like cherry on top if he's able to break this record in this game. I First of all, congratul- I will be one of the people hoping that Cooper Cup does this because he has been a delight to watch. He has been a fantasy stud. I really like the guy. Um, with that aside, like he's an obvious start slash value not value pick, but like use all your money on this pick. There are a couple value picks who have been kind of serving it for wide receivers. This person kind of vanquished me last week in terms of my fantasy season. It was very sad. He had 30, 31 uh, half PPR points. And that is Amon Ra St. Brown on the Lions against the Packers this week, which could be interesting. Um, but has had a really great back half of the season. And you can't count against this guy because he has been putting up major points. 30 points in a game? Unbelievable. Yeah, he's been a total stud. Uh, he's had at least 15 PPR points in the last five games. He's getting tons of targets. He scored four touchdowns over the last few five games as well. Unbelievable. So he has really, really stepped out, you know, for the Lions, which are, you know, otherwise pretty lackluster. As we mentioned, it, it's not to say Green Bay is just going to roll over and die this week because that's not really Green Bay's nature, but Green Bay has pretty much reached the pinnacle of what they can reach in the regular season as it relates to the playoffs. I imagine that means... Some folks will be resting um, on the Packers this week. There really is – they've got the bye. They've got first place. As they really should, There's not much yes. else they're, they're going for. And so while you may be LOLing that we're talking about a Lion, you know, versus Green Bay this week, think about the circumstances. Green Bay is – they're good to go. They are cruising and coasting. They may be resting some of their guys, both on offense and defense. And, you know, uh, this guy has just been consistent, even though th- they've had a, a, a losing season. He's been consistent, and they're, they're going to him. So I think, I think he's, he still is a, is, a good, uh, is, a, is a really good pick this week. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would totally agree. Now, anyone else you want to talk about in the wide receiver category? Because I feel really good about Amon Ra St. Brown. We obviously feel good about Cooper Cup, who, again, was on our socials for a superlative for 2021 as one of the best receivers in the league for fantasy. Anyone else? So in the same mention that we, you know, uh, of Cooper Cup and how much money that could cost you from a DFS perspective, I'm strictly talking DFS here. I think this is too cute for your fantasy uh, championships. This is strictly a DFS, DFS, you know, uh, sort of tip or, or thought on my side. Um, Braxton Berrios on the Jets had a massive week last week. The guy returns kicks. Uh, he's fast. He's a wide receiver. He's usually pretty cheap. 
Um, the Jets are really injured. I understand they're playing the Bills. It's going to be a tough matchup. However, from a DFS perspective, if you're trying to save some money so you can get a big-name player like Cooper Cup, maybe look at Braxton Berrios. Could be cheap, has some upside. Just throwing it out there. He was pretty massive last week. Uh, my husband actually was like, I got Braxton Berrios in my DFS team. And I was like, why? Oh, then he scored two touchdowns. So there you go. Do you remember at the very beginning of this season of Draft Queens when we were talking about like big picture wide receivers for the season and we talked about Braxton Berrios and the reason we talked about him is because he has the bougiest, waspiest name, name, name. in the NFL. <laughs> so whether he's good or not, bless you, Braxton Berrios. Best of <laughs> luck against the Bills. I hope it goes well for him. Hope it pays off for him, Cotton. Oh, Cotton. All right. Some other pass catchers that I think uh, are of note this week. Again, you're playing your your studs. That's obvious. Um, Zach Ertz has been a stud lately. Keep him rolling. Dawson Knox has been a stud. He got, I think... I think he got goose-egged last week, which is kind of bizarre. So I think he needs a bounce-back week. We've talked about this mismatch with the Jets Mm -hmm, in a few different, mm -hmm. you know, situations here. Um, So I do think he will have that bounce-back week um, this week, which should bode well for both fantasy owners as well as potential DFS play. I think so, too, and especially because I watched that game. I thought he looked good. He was spotted up as well as uh, Cole Beasley was out. Cole Beasley may still be... Who knows? Uh, in, out, otherwise. Against the Jets, I don't know if they need to play Cole Beasley or otherwise. But I thought Dustin Knox looked good. Uh, how about Mark Andrews? I mean, Mark oh my God. fucking... If we're talking about pass catchers, we have to talk about Mark Andrews. He has always been one of my favorites. And we haven't really talked about him that much, but he has been absolutely a stud. Uh, again, this is one of those, like... Hey, if you're in the championships and you have Mark Andrews, you're obviously playing him. Um, This is probably another one from like a tight end perspective. He's probably the most expensive tight end that's out there in DFS right now. Um, So if you want to hold out for him, uh, you'll have to find some other spots to uh, save a bit of money. Um, I'm hearing, I don't know what's going on with with, uh, Lamar Jackson at this point. He's obviously been out for the last couple of weeks. The Bengal, uh, the Bengals, sorry. The Ravens are, you know, they they the need bang. a win. But shout out as to the well Bengals. <laughs> well, big shout out to Bengals. I love the Bengals anyway. Like AFC North division title, amazing. Um, actually, good fantasy note on that front. Like Joe Mixon out, Joe Burrow sitting. So that could screw some people and in their go championships. Go Bengals, but not this week. But not this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the Ravens are in a tough spot, right? They're they've got a tough matchup against Pittsburgh, who also is playing yeah. for playoffs. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. There's a few other things that need to happen in order for Baltimore to get in. That all said, Mark Andrews is a stud, and you're not going to not play him. He's the guy. We love Mark Andrews. We've always loved Mark Andrews on this show. Props are props are due, for sure. For sure. Exactly. So those are my, those are some sits and, or sorry, those are some starts as well as some, you know, potential uh, DFS uh, value plays. We got to get into some sit-ums. Yes, we do. I think these are these are fairly straightforward. Again, if you're in the championships, don't get cute. You're not playing any of these people for sure. Um, Rex Burkhead for Houston has been someone that people have been kind of rolling with. I actually almost bought into that at one point too. 
don't even don't get cute with it. I don't think he's worth it from a fantasy or a DFS perspective. And the same thing goes for Cordell Patterson. I agree with you that he had a great breakout season. He, he was sort of the shining star for Atlanta in a in a rather rough season, like him and Russell Gage. But I, I don't like the matchup. Uh, I think it's a bust, and I think New Orleans is going to come out like guns blazing to try to get this team situated in the playoffs. They have to, and also like. Yeah, exactly. Hats off to Cordero Patterson, who we don't talk about enough, but like I remember the beginning of the season being so exciting because he's a running back, he's a wide receiver, but that time is, it's over. It's over. It was a fun time in the sun. Hopefully it happens again next season, but this season, not so much. Um, Speaking of hopefully better luck next season uh, from a quarterback perspective, uh, I don't think Trey Lance is there yet. Um, I know that. No, you're so right. He's he's just not there yet. There's been a there's there's it's been tough for San Francisco, man. We've talked about this so many times. They've had issues in the backfield. That, you know, I committee ro- for quarterback. It's been a roller coaster for for them. They definitely have had a decent season. They have some playoff implications this week. Uh, I don't think that Jimmy is back. If he is, that's a better play. I don't like Trey Lance, uh, and he sort of proved it last week. I just didn't think he was that. He's not settled in yet. He's not settled in yet. I. I, the 49ers to me it's all there it's, it's all, all there. there you're so it's all, right it's all there it's just time and circumstance is biting them in the ass left and right like pretty much every one of their top guys has been injured at some point and it's at all different points when the other ones are healthy so like all the pieces are there and they just all need to come together at the same time and it just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think mm-hmm. Trey Lance is the guy right now that's going to get them to that place. I think it has to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye on Jimmy. There's been some injury situations over there. If you have Jimmy, I don't think the smart play is Trey Lance this week. Um, I just don't, I just don't think it's, I just don't think it's right. How do you feel about, an interdivisional here because there's a player for a quarterback who I would say has performed all season quite well given yep. his status. And um week eighteen, the Eagles are playing the Cowboys, which is one of the scrappiest matchups. If I were to choose a couple, that would be in my top three. Um Jalen Hurts on the Eagles against Dallas, who Dallas has been all over the map. Yeah. Do we sit Jalen Hurts? I think he's got a really tough matchup against Dallas. Um, I know that he can run the ball, but their team through the air is um, is going to be up against a big challenge against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have won the division title. The Eagles have technically clinched a playoff berth. This one's going to be a really interesting game because there's not a ton at stake here. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? There's nothing like super game changer that that can happen here. So um, I think just based on the fact that like you got a real tough defense um, in Dallas, I, I, I don't like Jalen Hurts this week. I like him other weeks, but I, I liked him last week against the last Giants. Last week but was that's, amazing. That's a very different team. I, I, I don't like him against Dallas. Yeah, we had him in our stardom last week, and I totally agree up, agree with that. Uh, but this is a different week, so Jalen Hurts is a sit, as is another person we put in our start last week, and this week I think is totally different, spin it on its head, Brandon Cooks against the Titans. 
Um, yeah, he's he's had an incredible season, and I don't think he's a total bust. And honestly, if you're in your championships and you have Brandon Cooks, you're probably still playing him unless you have two other major studs on yeah. your team that you're going to play above him. Yeah. That said, I just I don't love the matchup versus the Titans, and I just see a potential bust situation happening here. I think you just have to maybe – you might have to just lower your expectations here a little bit for Brandon Cooks, especially because I do think Tennessee is going to like, you know, this should be, as we said earlier, it should be an easy win for Tennessee. You never know. But they're also playing for a number one seed situation here. So they're probably going to be keying in to shut Brandon Cooks down, considering he's pretty much the biggest part of Houston's offense. Houston against... So you just... You just have to – I just think you have to lower the ceiling for Brandon Cooks this this week. De- from, a, from a DFS perspective, you may not want to spend the money on him. He might be overpriced. Mm-hmm. And from a fantasy perspective, like, unless you have two other stud studs to play over him, you may have to consider keeping him in your lineup, but just lower the ceiling. There are a lot of factors that go into this, but if we just – you know, if history is an indicator, week 11 against the Titans – Brandon Cooks had 2.8 points. There you go. Okay, it's a good comparison. There you go. Good comparison. Uh, Some other pass catchers that I don't like. I'm going to sort of keep these in the, you know, same category, even though they're different positions. But um, Marquise Hollywood-Brown has definitely not been faring that well without Lamar Jackson. Um, he's, He's hot and cold. He's very streaky as well. So I think he could potentially be a bust this week. Obviously, keep your eyes on what's happening with Lamar. But... He just hasn't been performing quite as well uh, without Lamar in the lineup. Sorry about and, that, Marquise. Hey, I love Hollywood Brown. I love Trust Hollywood me. Brown, like, too. He, and he's fun to he's, watch. Man, he's been a stud. He's fast. He's awesome. Like, he's been he's been a really strong asset, you know, for the Ravens. But it, it's just been a little bit shaky um, without uh, Lamar in the lineup. So yeah, I keep, was going to say there's something to be said about Lamar just not being in the lineup. Like the, the, it's just difficult for the Ravens. It's difficult right now. It's not the pin- pinnacle year that we were hoping for. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, and then the last kind of pass catcher that I'm not loving this week is Mike Gusecki. I think that the Dolphins have a really tough matchup against New England. New England is out for blood. They literally scored 50 fucking points last week, which is insane. They did not stop scoring. Like, that's kind of one of my favorite things about Bill Belichick. It might piss other people off, but like, look, when I was a kid, I hated the mercy rule. Like, when you were beating up on someone, they're like, oh, mercy rule. I'm like, mercy rule? Just figure it out. Like, end it. Try to end it. Why should I stop? Try and get within a non-mercy rule. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I, you know, people probably get all bent out of shape about it. I don't think that the Patriots should have stopped scoring. Why? Like, you should keep playing the game and running plays, and any team should do that. I don't think you should just roll over and die. So you already know that you're going up against the Patriots. Again, these guys are in the hunt for AFC number one seed, home field advantage, etc. If you don't think Bill Belichick is like oh running God. that through his mind every second between now and this game on Sunday against Miami, you're wrong. He definitely is. And look, they they have to win and Buffalo has to lose. Like the likelihood of Buffalo losing to the Jets is pretty slim, I think. But. That's how I feel. But still, New England has to win on the off chance that Buffalo does lose. So they're going to be playing hard. 
Um, I love my boy Tua, but I think this matchup is too tough, and they don't really have anything on the line at this point, and Bill's going to come out like ready to just knock out whatever's in his way, and that includes Tua and Mike Gusecki and probably the rest of the, the team, you know, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Parker. It, you just have to you got to have Bill Belichick mentality. And as someone that's watched the Patriots and, you know, has Patriots lovers in the family, like I, I have learned how Bill operates and he's going to come out ready to kick your ass bar none. Absolutely. And like put a stick, a spit through you and skewer you and roast yeah, you on and his score, fire. And, and score 50 points if that's how he feels it should go. I honestly think that that's the best way to move forward with any games maybe we're like heartless bitches but i'm totally cool with that we're competitive and like as a competitor i feel like you keep you keep going you don't just stop because someone can't stop you that's not how competition works and that's right you know i learned this a little bit and then i will end this but just from my learnings you know i've been watching this uh uh, what's McCall? man in the arena i was just going to say that to end the episode So I've been watching, you know, that, and what I find, first of all, you know what, everyone who hates Tom Brady, I don't understand, just respect the fact that the man is good at football. Well, I do, so you can explain it to me. Okay, here's, I'm not going to go too far down that tangent. Tom is just as competitive as we are. That's how he views his life. That's why he keeps trying to get better. That's why he keeps trying to do what he's doing. Pair that with Cuckoo and super, like, smart Bill Belichick, who also is the same way. When they, this, this will go through Bill's head in those instances. Okay, our team's up by 35 points. Sure, we could just like stop being really good and not worry about it or play our second, you know, second string guys. Or we can keep running plays till we get them exactly right. We can try out new plays and see if we get those right. And so that's what's going through his head. It's not just, oh, we're up by 35 points. Yeah, of course we're going to win. It's, okay, you know what? I've wanted to try this play, this play, this play. Let's try them and see if we can get them right because it's we haven't gotten them right yet. And now I want to see if we can get them right. Mm-hmm. And if that means all three of them score touchdowns and now you're winning by 50 points, he doesn't care. He wants to see his team get that shit right and he's going to make them he's going to make them keep playing. And honestly, I respect that. What's the mantra? You practice like you play. What if you are given the opportunity to play like you want to play? Like put it in the scenario where you want right. to play the game this way and manifest it. I totally I totally agree. I also would say as much as I fucking hate Tom Brady, I respect his craft and I have watched man in the arena. It guts me to my core, but it is pretty good. (laughs) And it makes you feel good about like being a competitor. Yes, exactly. And so I think that is the perfect way to end this episode because we're all competitors in our lives, in fantasy football, on the fantasy, whatever you're doing, we're all competitors. There is a lot at stake for a lot of teams this week, both in the NFL and in some fantasy leagues. So get out there, be competitive. And as Kate said, if if you have the opportunity to just get out there and win and play the game you want to play, do it. 